All right, all right, all right. Here we go. It's podcast time. And at the very end of this week's episode, we've got uh, an interview with comedian Nate Bergetzi. He's got a brand new special on Amazon Prime uh, video that he'll tell you all about after the closing jingle. And now, the Big D and Bubba Weekly Podcast. Big D and Bubba. They have a show five days a week, but they don't get to say everything that's on their minds. So they have an extra one, and that's how we get the podcast, the podcast, the podcast. Big D and Bubba podcast, the podcast, the podcast. Big D and Bubba podcast. I like that voice, whatever you were doing there. That was very, oh yeah. Wow. Hmm. Okay, Pickle Jar. We're going to tell you about our sponsor, and then we're going to dive right into all this crazy stuff. Uh, Pickle Jar is like that super amazing friend, uh, somebody super way cooler than me or or Big D. It's got to be like Patrick, uh, somebody that knows about all the new music before everybody else, and you can check out exclusive pictures and videos. Uh, they even do a bunch of uh, flyaway you know, experiences. You can go and do these once-in-a-lifetime things. Uh, they'll do tickets to VIP events and more. It's for your iPhone. It's for your Droid. It is uh, free. Free and definitely worth it. Also, if you do fundraising, it's a great way to do that as well. You can do tips. You can do all that through Pickle Jar. So PickleJar.com is where you go, or just look in the App Store or Google Play. Oh, where's, yeah. the, where's the gold? Oh, I'm sorry. Y'all ready for today's uh, gold? Yes. That's right. <laughs> yes! I was hoping guy. that would be it. Yeah, high score guy called, and uh, he just, you know. Oh, it that's was, right. That's right. It's got, like, it's, it's got a little swagger to oh, it. Yeah. It's just so perfect. That's right. Know, uh, That's right. He's very cowboy. We're actually in the middle of the call on the air, and Big D turns the mic off and looks up and goes, save that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the gold. Yeah. Uh, what a crazy week. You know, so, okay, Big D had a great statement the other day, and it really stuck with me. He said, you know, back in uh, the 40s, uh, we had these alien spacecraft, like Roswell, and the government kept telling us, oh, no, it's weather balloons. And then all of a sudden, we have all these balloons, and they're going, oh, no, they're UFOs. They're aliens. Well, they're not saying aliens. Well, they're, they were. They're, they're trying. Well, it's like that they're not saying it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they. let me take that back. They're implying. They, they, they did say it's not aliens and extraterrestrials. They did say they that. They did say that. They right. did say that. But at first, they were they saying were they were letting calling everyone. I can't confirm. I can't yeah. confirm that it's not. Like, but they knew. They knew what they, they shot down. They just wanted us Something. to all run around Something. screaming aliens for a week, which you did exactly yep. what they wanted and you to do. And everybody stopped talking about everything that was the big news story in their head uh, the week before. I mean, because nobody's talking about any of that stuff anymore. I don't even remember what it was. I don't know. See? That's no exactly. That's what, uh, what was that movie, Wag the Dog, where they basically, it was all mm-hmm. distraction. And yeah, really uh, Johnny Joey Jones one time told us, I think it was on the podcast, he said, you know, you think the the White House and, and all this is so, you know, they've got these uh, agendas and it's like... Um, it's like House of Cards, and they have these plans, these dirty little things nope. that they're doing. He's like, man, it's not like that. He goes, from my time there, it was just they would come in and react to whatever was going on that day. Yep. And they all, were just kind of trying to figure it out as they went. All politics is Veep. Mm-hmm. It is. I've never seen Veep. Watch it, and it'll terrify you because it's funny, but it's, it's, they're all, I mean, it's, I get it. It's over the top. They're all incompetent and stupid, but it's closer to that than it is to House of Cards, where everybody's brilliant and Machiavellian and everything is a little game. That, nah, that's not, that, I thought not all this. politics was um, was the uh, idiocracy. I always thought that's right. the way it Get really there. was. Brando. 
It's got electrolytes. I haven't seen that either. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it just goes back to, man, There are no one knows what they're doing. Everyone's just trying to keep, just figure it out. Very, very, very few uh, extreme experts. Uh, and they, I would put that like uh, Einstein. And here's the thing. Experts can only be trusted in, in that, that one thing that, that they're field. really good at. It's just like with the NIH with COVID. You can't let wonky scientists who their whole life is in a laboratory tell you whether or not you should shut down the world. Because they're not thinking about the economy, economy. people's emotions, people's livelihoods, people's you know suicide mental rate, state drug, yeah, yeah pe- the effects on they're not thinking of any of that they're just thinking well i mean if you did an absolute shutdown and locked everyone in their homes then the virus might not spread yeah okay but what about all the other what what about everything else that happens when you do that yep yep i know mm. you all right man no i'm still pissed <laughs> You're not i'm still <laughs> upset about that uh here's something that'll make you feel better uh the nba the nba has decided now that um, th- for the All Stars, when they announce who the All Star players are, made the team, mm-hmm. uh, they are going to uh, announce the reserve players first, and then the starters. That way, there's no one at the end, and they feel bad. <laughs> That's an They're official. They're all millionaires. There's <laughs> nobody that should feel bad. Uh, I know that hit. Cl- How many? Uh, were you always picked last, Patrick? Not always. What was your last. Mo- What was your uh, like? You, like where did you fall? Sport. Yeah, where yeah, where'd you fall in most sports? And then let's say where baseball. You if we were in, picking for baseball, where were you? And then wow. where were you picked as your like best sport? Oh God, man, I was not good at any sports. Well, no. you were an instructor for racquetball. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, no, I mean, look, that was in college. Like that doesn't. You so know. you didn't play like games and stuff in like um, grade school and stuff. We did, but man, I yeah, I was terrible at all that stuff. Really? But I wasn't the worst. There were a couple of kids. Who were actually worse than me? I don't want to say their names because, but I remember them. Why? But it was it was we have Christopher. There was listeners. a guy in uh, fifth and sixth grade named Christopher, and he was actually nerdier and so worse why are you at just, sports? Did you me. just never play or up? Did you just not play stuff growing up? I mean, I did. I got really sick when I was seven, and and what you uh, have? I had spinal meningitis and encephalitis. I was in the hospital for like three weeks. Oh, wow. And then, I didn't know this. Yeah. And, uh, Is this after, why you have bad hearing? It's why I have bad hearing. Uh, I was never right after that. My hand-eye coordination was off. So You noticed the difference? Oh, but, yeah. I was seven years old, and I and I knew. Wow. Like, that something wasn't right. Firing right. Now know. I feel bad for picking on you whenever so, we talk sports. I do, no, I mean, and I don't I, think I mean, this is fair. No, you don't. have ruined my entire <laughs> Big relationship. D, Big D doesn't. We have gotten 23 years into this game, and you never knew that. I think I did know that. That's yeah. why I knew. You brought it up about your hearing. That's how yeah, yeah. That. But no, I just never was right. And I, I, was, I wasn't a fat kid before that until I was eight years old. That's yeah. when I kind of got because I didn't want to go play outside anymore. I was it wasn't fun. I wasn't good at it. Yeah, you know, like and sat around. So that's what I happened to me. I my father would sports. tell you though that even in in kindergarten playing t ball, I couldn't throw a baseball. But I'm not sure anybody can. But you know, I really I don't couldn't. know. There's some kids. I watched mm-hmm. this 14 year old who is already being scouted for the majors. He's a catcher He's in baseball. So good. What they they, they didn't tell me he was a 14 year old. How do you know they're gonna, what they're wa- going to body shape's going to do? Uh, my he, no, my friend, her son. They told her when she was the kid was like ten or eleven, and they said he's going to play college hockey. He probably he won't go to the NHL, but you will get him a scholarship to a D one mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. You can, they tell. can tell. 
Yeah. Yeah. But when you see enough of Bubba's them. still mad because Bubba was like the star in middle school, but then he didn't grow after that. <laughs> I did. Like Bubba was five foot nine and fast and he was killing everybody in middle school. And then in senior in high school, he was still five foot nine. My poor was- son <laughs> had the same thing happen to him. He was like the he was the big man on his basketball team. And he's five eight. My dad has my dad was five eleven and a half and weighed two hundred and fifty something pounds, which back then he was huge. He was a lineman. You know, and he was he started varsity in the eighth grade at his high school because oh, it was wow. seventh, eighth. They let seventh and eighth graders play if you were big enough. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he was he was huge for an eighth grader. And then he never grew after that. That yeah. was it. He had, it's he the had, real thing, man. So the real thing. It's a it's a thing that you watch. Um, that's why I don't think uh, colleges, the whole recruiting process for colleges <laughs> is very, very flawed. Oh, yeah. And um Having been through all of it and seen how it works, and the all the stuff leading up to it, all these travel teams and these camps, and uh, you go and you're going to spend five hundred dollars for this weekend workout where and they play you know seven innings of a game to be evaluated by some organization, and then they just mm-hmm. post uh, your evaluate their evaluations of your player. And if you do good, great. If you don't, well, now you have that out there. That's why a lot of these players don't want to go do that stuff too early because they oh, yeah. they don't their skills aren't there yet. Well, and it, it no one's talked about this in twenty years since Maurice Claret in two thousand three. But before that, there were always talk about well, why, it's it's unfair they make kids play college for three years. This is just really ridiculous. They make kids play college for three years. The NFL won't. He sued to try to get in, and they'd always said if anybody sues, they'll tie it up in court until he's three years out of high school anyway. Yeah. So it's not like they're going to change him. The NFL does not want you if you are less than twenty-one years old. You're just not a man yet. That is that you are not. I don't care how good of a nineteen-year-old kid you are. You're not a full-grown man, and they don't. You will get better. Go to college, son. You will. You know. Wait your turn. They say it's unfair and it's a monopoly, but. Hey, Last look, guy it's a business. Me. It's yeah. a business, and bottom line is, yeah, you do have to wait. If yeah. there are rules, if they say, here's how you, what you have to do to play in our league, uh, and you don't like it, then go for you your own play, league. You don't have to play college football for three years. You can go to Europe. A couple of guys have done that. You can just hang out and work out. Some guys have done that, especially like sitting out one season. Yeah. But he's the last guy, I think, to sue the NFL to try to be included in the draft. And, yep, that. They dragged it out. He didn't get drafted the next year, and then he had to wait just like and he would have waited anyway. So, And then wasn't he a bust? Yeah, he was a bust. But Because he took a year off. And I don't know if he would have been better. But, again, how many running backs are great in college? It just it doesn't work in the NFL. Oh, tons. All you know, I, mean, I mean, that's it's, the case it's with rare every— rare for it to actually work. Yeah. It's the case with every position. There's guys at every position who are great in college that just don't— White. And you see guys that were okay or good in college that they get to the pros and they go insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, look at uh, um, Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> Tom Brady. But really, think of. I mean, okay, Joe Burrow won the Heisman at a national championship. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. But who else is up there? Uh, Patrick Mahomes was a okay quarterback. He was good. It was at Texas Tech. It wasn't like he was in the high, running for the Heisman or anything like that. You know. Um, I know Jalen Hurts was, but what's the um, – oh, my gosh. The guy, 17, Josh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. And Josh Allen played at North Dakota State. Yeah. 
because nobody else offered him a scholarship. Yep. So Drew Brees went to Purdue because nobody offered him a scholarship. Yep. And Drew Brees, Drew, Drew Brees ended up breaking every NFL record in his career. Yep. Which, so. by the way, I feel bad for Drew and Tom for one simple thing. Those guys, you know, lost out. All these quarterbacks that are starting their careers now get an extra game every year to break all the season passing records yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It's really, it's unfair. It, but, I mean, Drew I know, and you go back to they the, before had, when it was a 12-game season or whatever. Not even that far, but just the amount of passing, like... Drew, the top 10 all-time guys on the touchdown list and the passing yards list, like eight of them played in the last 20 years. Yeah. So because it's all a, become a passing game. Which is why we changed the eggs to Well, they talk, There's a thing about all-time, all-time passing yards in the Super Bowl, and obviously number one is Brady, and it's not even close. But, like, I, I think Mahomes is, like, two or three now because he's played in three Super Bowls. Terry Bradshaw is like number nine. He won four Super Bowls and didn't throw for a thousand yards in all four games combined. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's unheard of now. So, anyway, we went way too into sports. But yeah, nineteen-year-old. I don't care how good you are out of high school. You're never going to be good enough for the NFL. And if you are, go to college and at least develop and get bigger yeah. because it's probably not safe. It's the same thing I told Gunner. Is it's like because he, he's going to redshirt his sophomore uh, freshman year. And I was just like, you know what, man? There's so many older guys on that team. There's five redshirt seniors plus mm-hmm. four regular seniors. And it's just like, you got guys who are 24 years old on that team. <clears throat> and a 19-year-old and a 24-year-old, it's a big difference. Muscle density has changed <laughs> oh, by that point. All kinds of stuff. I mean, and, and plus they've seen a lot more pitches. Right. Just right. Just seen a lot more. And it's just it's a different kind of strength. You know, Gunner can keep up with all those guys in the weight room and – you know, whatnot. But it's just different. It's just a different thing. There's more to it than just that. If oh, there's more to it, that you'd see bodybuilders, uh, uh, you know, playing baseball, but you don't. You know, and there's always an exception. There's always like a Bryce Harper who's 19 and looks like a full grown man and gets yeah. drafted. But I mean, it's, it's rare. It's but you know what also rare. the problem LeBron is with James. the Bryce Harper LeBron. and all that? Uh, you get in there, you're mentally. Not developed yet. Yeah. You yeah. can't handle the fame. You can't handle the money. Pressure. And these guys get in there with the I, pressure. And I think LeBron handled it pretty well, considering how much LeBron was the chosen one at 17 years old. Yeah, he had, and, he'd had already gone through a lot of the pressure. Yeah. yeah, but still, would he have benefited from being two years older? Maybe, probably. I mean, his early part of his career, he definitely wasn't as great as he became a few years later. So, I, anyway. So, okay, talking about high school sports and everything. I wasn't going to tell this story because on the air because I didn't want to get anyone in trouble, and then the local news covered it, so I feel like I could talk about it. I show up for the high school hockey playoffs. My bud's son is plays for the Mount Julia Bears. Go Bears. And uh, it's like the semifinals. It's a big game. The, there's two games because there's four teams left, right? The game before theirs, one of the players' girlfriend – got mad because there were a bunch of guys from the other school heckling her boyfriend. So she went into the crowd and pepper sprayed eight of them. Good Lord. <laughs> 17 years old. Just to get them to shut just down? Just to get them to, yeah, just, to, I, I mean, this is, it's one of those things you go, oh, well, give your daughter pepper spray. I'm like, maybe you shouldn't give everybody pepper spray. Some people, <sighs> you, know, you got to have a talk with that. That's, she's, she got arrested for assault. Yeah. Yeah, it is assault. Yeah. Of course it is. But we, sh- I show up and there's a fire truck and an ambulance and six cop cars going. I'm like, 
Whoa, what ha- what's going on at the hockey rink? Is there a bomb threat or something? No, it was because a girl had gone into the other team's stands and started ma- basically macing them. You can take a girl out the country, but you can't Man. take the country out the girl. It was, of course, it was all anybody was talking about the whole rest of the game. Of course, anytime anything happened, it'd be like, "Well, at least he didn't pepper spray him." You know, uh, that's two minutes for high sticking. How many minutes for pepper spray? Everything. That's crazy, dude. People. That's the problem is people now, and it it goes back to because you can call that assault pepper spray now. We need to control that. Uh, People now are just pepper. (laughs) Yes. Uh, People just are stupid. They have no. Um, they have no respect for each other. And I get it. Yeah, somebody's uh, somebody's over there chanting against your boyfriend. Somebody's over there heckling, whatever. Who God, cares? It's a game. It's, it's a game. If you cannot take a little bit of heckling, I mean, people, these guys heckle me every day. And it's cool. It's fine. <laughs> it's, you have to be able to yeah. take it. You have to be mentally stronger than you are. Yeah. And that's her problem. Yep. That is not a problem with the pepper spray. It's not a problem with the gun if it was a gun involved. It's not a problem with whatever. It's a problem with the person. And people yeah. need to be personal responsibility is huge in my life. And, and then nobody takes it anymore. Nobody has personal responsibility. My favorite thing when I was in Japan, and this is such a simple, dumb little thing, uh, was we were walking around and you, you would buy these crazy flavored beers at the 7 Elevens. And you're walking around and you're holding your beers and you finished them. And you're like looking for garbage cans. There's no cans anywhere. Nope. And finally, I'm like, dude, where can I throw this away? And the guy that was with us, our tour guy, goes, you don't. I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, you're responsible for your own garbage. Yep. And I was like, what? And he said, look around. Everybody's carrying little bags. Sure enough, I start looking around. Everybody's got bags. I'm like, I really love this because everybody is personally responsible. And that is such a life lesson. And I am, I'm jealous of the uh, Japanese culture for that because we don't have it here in America. We don't. I mean, I like having trash cans on the corner I do. and stuff like that. I do. Don't get me wrong, but people can't even do that in America. Yeah, people st- throw stuff out of their car, or they'll they'll be walking Drop around it on the street. You know, they they get a little mint, and they're like, oh, good, and they just throw I it. I was drop out it. raking my lawn one day, and this car drives, and they stop. I'm raking my lawn. I am outside, and they put the window down, and they dump a fast food bag on my <laughs> on your lawn on my lawn, and I'm like. Uh, the problem is you want to say something, but if they have the audacity to do that, <laughs> then I... What else are they willing to do? Right, what else are they going to do? So I was just like, okay. And yeah. just, yeah, picked it up, had to put it in my trash can. All right. People are the worst. Sounds like Larry went by your house. <laughs> <laughs> like, Big D's dad's like, day, like oh yeah, he'd, he'd litter and be like, yeah, this keeps people employed. Oh, there's a scene in Mad Men... Because, you know, it's based in the early 60s, the early seasons, and they're out having a picnic on the side of the highway. You know, they just pull their car over and had a picnic, and at the end, he picks up the blanket and just shakes all the stuff off of the blanket onto the side of the road, folds it up, and walks back to the car. You guys done back there? Hand hand your stuff up here, I'll throw it out. So he would throw it all out. We put our stuff, he put it in the bag, yeah. and then just throw the bag just out. Toss the bag out the right window. Right out the window as we're driving. What? Hell yeah, man. That's so We also crazy. used to uh, – I didn't realize it was – uncommon i thought everyone followed fire trucks and ambulances oh your dad wanted to go and see what was happening if we were on the road and a fire truck or ambulance goes by uh we would you turn it and go follow it i we did it oh, i don't know dozens of times maybe we'd go fi- find something you know you know you being a fireman 
half the time it's nothing, you know. Yeah. And so we just get there and be, you know, we're just, we he would park across the street <laughs> like he's a stringer. Oh, so great. <laughs> and by the way, don't do that because if it is something, uh, we've got to get other apparatus in. You got to, you know, you've got to get hose run from wherever. You don't know where the hydrant is, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, you definitely don't want to park too close to an active scene. Yeah. And I mean, wh- who knows if there's cops that are needed as well. I mean, so there's a lot of stuff you have to take into consideration. Do you know about Rube Waddell? Uh-uh. Rube Waddell was a baseball player like in the the 1900s, the early, like 1905 or whatever. Uh-huh. He was he was considered to be better than Cy Young. Like they were the two best players in like the 1890s and the early 1900s. One guy was so good that they give an award out every year to the best pitcher in the league, named and they him. name it after mm-hmm. Cy Young. The guy who most people thought was more dominant than him, you've never heard of because he was a moron. And one of the things he used to do was chase fire engines just to say, and go help. They're like, I can, oh. And they several records of him in the middle of a game. A fire truck would drive by, and he'd be like, got to go. And just, like, <laughs> run off the field. So great. He was it known was great. to, he didn't like to go through the locker room. He would show up and walk through the stands wearing street clothes like grab people's hot dogs and beers, drink them on his way down to the field, jump the fence to the field, change into his uniform on the field. And you were lucky if he was wearing underwear. And like, he was and he and, just throwing gas. Oh my God, yeah, throwing like they they don't know, but probably like a hundred miles an hour back then. And it's sick curveball that nobody could just hit. freak of nature. He was absolutely dominant. Striking out like 15, 16, 17 guys in a game back when nobody did that. You yeah. Know? Uh but an absolute total more he had lost track of how many women he'd married. He wasn't sure, and at one point he thought he might have been married to three at one time. Like, he was just a complete – but he was a superstar. Everywhere he went, he was beloved because he was a moron. What a great scam is that, too. When you're famous like that, Mm -hmm. you can just, like, take people's food. And they're like, oh, yeah, here you go, man. And then they'll tell that story for the rest of their lives. Like, yeah, that dude stole my hot dog while he was going down to the field. (laughs) That's the coolest thing ever. Right? I wish he would do it again. (laughs) Dude, well, yeah. that's the that's the Bill Murray story. Yep. That's one of the first ones I heard. Like, this lady had told me that she was standing at an airport Burger King, and she turned around with her tray, and Bill Murray was standing there, and took a fry off of her tray and ate it, and looked at her and said, "No one will ever believe you." And then walked, and got back in line. I'm like, "Oh my God, yes, of course, of course he did." Because because if you when you tell that story, people were like, "No." Now he's gotten such a reputation. Well, yeah, right, 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 right. They've literally made a whole movie about it, which is just one of the. What's best. the name of that movie? Or just... uh, Bill, I think it's like Bill Murray stories or something like that. It's a documentary. I think and I they have watch footage that. of a bunch of them. I mean, as we showing up at parties, him just like, like as all we've those talked things. about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, he did that to my buddy in Charleston. Yeah. Uh, Bill owns the uh, minor league baseball team there, and just showed up at their house. He was walking by and saw in the window that they were watching the Super Bowl, and yeah. knock knock. Hey, I'm going to watch the game with you guys. If if I were that level of famous, I hope I would be that cool with it. Like, why not? Here's the thing. Why do you want to shy away from people? Like, people will just be nice to you because you're Bill Murray. So he just takes advantage of that. Mm -hmm. He goes to bars and drinks with people. He hangs out. I hear that Tom Cruise is like that as well. And I, you look at him and you go, man, Tom Cruise would probably be a jerk. But I hear he is super cool. If you see him out, he'll talk to you and all that kind of stuff. I ran into a lady not too long ago. They had beer. Well, I don't know if he was drinking, but they were at a bar and they hung out with Tom Cruise for like 45 minutes. He was just there. Hmm. Tom Hanks does that a lot. Mm -hmm. Tom Hanks just pop up and, yep, Keanu. But because again, why? If you're so famous, why not? Like, 
I get it. Like Own if you're it. if you're Jason Aldean and you have a wife and little kids and you want to like protect, but when, and you're but with when, your family, yeah, but when you're course. by yourself, but it's when, different. When you're Bill Murray and you're all, you know, you're a grown man and you don't have any little kids and you're, was, he's uh, not married. Like he just goes out and hangs. He went to a Chris Stapleton concert in Austin. I think he just I, the version of the story I heard. He just walked up and bought a ticket from a guy who had an extra one. And yeah. just went and sat with him at the concert. Didn't really know much about the guy, but by the end of the thing, he was a huge fan. <laughs> it was just, wow. why, why not? You you can't do that if you're a regular dude. You can't necessarily just go join people's parties. But when you're and they're not going to they're not yeah. going to want to talk with you anyway. They're going to be like, who is this fruitcake uh, right guy? here? But then the, if you sh- if I showed up at a frat party tonight and knocked on the door and went, can I party with you guys? They'd be like, what? Yeah, no, no. But if Keanu Reeves does. Right. They'll be like, uh, sh- sure. Come on in, Neo. Man. Come on in. You want to? You want to do a he- keg stand? Yeah. There might be video in that documentary of Bill Murray doing a keg stand. Actually, no. I think so. The Bill Murray story stories: life lessons learned from a mythical man. Uh, that is, it's on Pluto TV. You can watch it for free. It's pretty great. <laughs> That's crazy, great. man. I just, you know. I would love to do that kind of stuff. That would that would be fun to me. Mm-hmm. Big D does not want to talk to strangers. I would do that. I don't. I, <laughs> I don't mind strangers. No, an oddly D. You just like to stay at your such house. Such a personable yeah. stranger. D you will really walk are. up to everybody in a line and just oh, be like, "Hi, I'm it. Big D," and blah, 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 and he'll just mm-hmm. hang out. Actually, then he'll that's their name. Walk right. to the next person, and hey, what's your name? I'm mm-hmm. Shanna. Okay, Shanna, let's talk. Mm-hmm. talk yeah, I hate that. I I'm like strangers. I'm good with it, but I don't like meeting a bunch of them. I want to meet like one or two and just hang out with them the rest of the night. Yeah, but the thing is, is that uh, you miss all those people. I know. I know. It's not. I understand. You You're don't, right. You don't I'm wrong. And I totally like get it. It's not I, your thing. That's, yeah, that's, it's not my thing. If you're not good at it, don't do it. Because then it comes off awkward. Oh, it's so weird. I was, uh, the job before I started working with you guys, for some reason I had this reputation. I was like, you're great at networking. I'm like, what? Who are you talking? And it was because only I'd been all these other places. So I had people that I knew all over the country and they're like, no, you know, everybody. So we go to this conference in New York city and they're like, you're great at networking. Go. And so then I went, all right, Uh, I'm just going to pretend I'm not me. Yeah. And that was what I did. I just walked up to people like, Hey, I'm Carson. Who are you? Like, and then you realize nobody else wants to network, so they're so excited you're speaking to them. And they're like, hi! And then they follow you around the rest of the night, and then you it's, like pick up a little pack. It's great. It's not easy to do, but what you said there is true, that sometimes it's a good life hack if you're in an uncomfortable situation to just pretend you're that person. Mm-hmm. Pretend you're the person who Fake likes it till you make Fake it. it. Literally just get in your head and go... I'm going to pretend to be the person. That was what it was like being hypnotized. When We always joke about how Gary Conrad used to hypnotize me to go talk to girls at bars. But that's kind of what it's like. It's like he gave you that excuse to go do it. So then it's easy. Mm-hmm. Well, why isn't it always easy? Because you're you and you know you're you and you don't like being the you in that situation. It's really fascinating. It's very, it's very strange. But I've done that too. A situation where I've just kind of psych yourself up and go, I have to be the person who goes and talks to everybody here, mm-hmm. you know, and then you do it and it's fine. Mm-hmm. On, an really unrelated, on an unrelated <laughs> thing, you know what I want to do? And I, I don't know if it would be cool or if it would flop or what. Um, when we first started doing social media, what was everybody on? MySpace. MySpace. We still have it. We still have a big D and Bubba MySpace <laughs> that is available. Obviously, MySpace is pretty much uh, dead in the water, but wouldn't it be cool to get on there? 
I don't even know the login. Get on there and see if there's any single one of our 17 listeners that is still active on MySpace. Nobody's active. No one's on. I would like to know if there's anybody. Because I think MySpace wiped a bunch of stuff, too. That because I mean they've tried to relaunch that thing five so times, many times now. And it's like, just didn't like thing. Justin Timberlake, Timberlake uh, buy put it. money he into it. At one it. Point. Yeah, that yeah. was dumb. I'm looking at it right here. I mean, there's our big D and Bubba. It's MySpace.com/slash Big D and Bubba, and it's what's the picture? Uh, this studio. I updated it. I logged in somehow. Uh, like in 2013, 2014. It had and, to be 2014 if it was here. Yeah. So. At some point, I got in there and I just updated it, and then that was the last time. I, I just I walked away. I remember my MySpace, like even just to I'm look at it not and not be clicked. logged I don't in. Know who, you know what yeah, I mean? I don't know my MySpace profile name. Like, Going to photos, see if we have a because we used to have all MySpace. these, and it's cool because like I would, I used to go there to get Throwback Thursday pics. Yeah, it's not even let me scroll. That's crazy. Taylor Swift used to have us in her top eight at one point. We were so cool. Facebook has been around so long now that, I mean, I'm getting Facebook memories from 13 and 14 years ago. Like that's, and that's just how long I've been on it. It's, it was, it's been around since 2005. Right. So yeah, it's like, it's an entire generation of people that my daughter's about to be 14. She's never been alive when there was Facebook. I think the first thing I posted on Facebook was a picture of her when she was a little bitty baby. So it's weird that it's been around that long, that that much of your life is documented. I on love that, that MySpace is asking me if I want to sign in with Facebook or Twitter. <laughs> oh, what an insult. What a slap that in the is, face to MySpace Tom. You're like, you're, you know oh, that thing amazing. that destroyed you? He's, he's now we're going to use it to my. <laughs> That's funny. Great. So great. That's remember, funny. I remember we had a couple of radio stations. The, uh, back in the day, they didn't want us to talk about MySpace because we should just send them to our website. You guys are just giving money mm-hmm. to to MySpace, and sending people there instead of having them just come to our website. And like be- nobody uses your website for this. I know that's because radio people or even business people in general forget that uh, people use the things they use, and they're not going to go jump through hoops to go see your stuff. So you might as well post your stuff where they are. I remember getting yelled at because. Like, you shouldn't give out your MySpace because that's making you an individual. This should be about the station. <laughs> and I go, okay, but I give out a request number. So if they want to call, I'm just giving them an option to, yeah. you know, find a different way. And I'm like, oh, and where are you now? Not in radio. <laughs> yeah. Way to go. Good job, sir. A lot of way people to play not radio anymore. Yeah. Mm, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. When is the last time you bought a radio? Oh. What, When's said? the last time you bought a radio? Uh, I know when the last time I was. I just bought ago. one. Yeah, yeah, I bought one recently because I needed one at the house. I love, man. I love streaming, but I also still love the magic of listening yeah. through yep. the radio. You it's get different. a different sound. Yeah. It's, it's got compression. So much better. Yeah. yeah. And it it's it's magical. You know, it's like all the hipsters with their uh, with their records going. Oh, it sounds so much better. It lit- radio sounds better. And yeah. the compression mm-hmm. rates and all that that you get on streaming services cannot compete with the music I, on the radio. I appreciate everyone who streams our show on our app or on one of our station or even listen to the podcast. Whatever. But but yeah, when you're the actual show, the, the podcast you have to stream. But the actual radio show, if you can, you should listen on an FM radio. It's better. It just sounds better. Yep. Mm-hmm. So got that right. That's yeah, right. That's right. What's he saying? Oh. Uh, 
That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. I was I was not ready. I'm over here just anything else, know. guys. Uh, I got it. My buddy Lewis is here with hey, some Lewis. fam. Uh, we got the Reno crew over there. What's up? Wow. Uh, right. So we're gonna go and hang out a little bit and uh, get caught up and. I get to meet a bunch of people. Uh, I mean, I met them just now. That's what I did when I stepped out. Uh, but, yeah, get to go hang out a little bit and talk. What you doing the for tour. President's Day weekend? We're working on Monday, so it's not really a holiday. Anybody buying mattresses? No. Oh, is, that is that really a thing? Like, yeah. People... Oh, yeah. So right now is the time if you need appliances or mattresses because there will not be another sale as big for another three months. Ooh. So if you need some th- Memorial Day. Yeah. So that's the point. If you need something like that now, if you really need to replace your dishwasher, I just did. this is going to be the lowest price until yep. like the end of May. For real. That's mm-hmm. really a mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I'm not saying it's, sale. Yeah, it's not like you're going to get pennies on the dollar, but if you want to save a little, little cash on the big stuff, now is the time to do it. Well, for everybody when did that become a thing? Like, when oh, did somebody say, we oh, that's mattress was, time? That's what we're gonna say Well, that's the point. Like, oh, let's celebrate our presidents. Who needs a mattress? I and I mean, you would, that's you would where think you it would your money under the mattress, and your money has pictures of presidents. See, on I was going to say, I don't, you right? would think it didn't matter because George Washington never slept on a mattress because what? he didn't lie. And we're done. Y'all done. Oh, this has been a fun <laughs> one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why can't the government uh, just go? Okay, cut their feet. Cut it. <laughs> they That's will. Enough. They will eventually. We just no, got shadow not, banned. Don't give me any ideas, man. Yeah. Uh, also, hey, real quick before we do shut it down, a lot of people have been seeing the video uh, going around of me getting the IV, and I've had a lot of people ask about you know if the IV worked and helped me through the illness and all that. Uh, temporarily, yes. Long term, no. Like no, I totally and I, feel. I don't know why we ever got the impression long term was a thing. IV I've, makes you feel better. Yeah, and but if you have a hangover and you're dehydrated, you no. yeah. right? It does. It made me feel better for a while, uh, but that's where it is. But if you're dehydrated, maybe from drinking and all that, it's probably a fantastic idea. Uh, and I probably would say that I'm willing to try that on my next uh, morning after going out or something, but. Uh, yeah, as far as getting better from being sick, no, it, it didn't cure me or anything like that. Uh, it just helped me get through the show yesterday, which was awesome. So, uh, anyway, that, that's all I wanted to say about the IVs. That's right. All right. We're done? Yep. I think I the rest of us were done about five minutes ago. I mean, wonderful <laughs> President's Day weekend. definitely been done for about four and a half minutes. <laughs> this was the podcast, but now it's over. That's okay. Oh my you can listen to the regular show. On the radio, that's right. Every day, it was the podcast. Uh, Nate, you there? Yeah. Nate Bergazzi. Hey, hey, man. What's up? Uh, not much, man. How are you? Uh, are you following? Uh, doing good. Yeah, you following all this stuff on the UFOs? Do you are you a, are you a believer? Yeah, yeah, I like UFOs. I mean, yeah, they like basically said we have UFOs now. So. uh and everybody's been fine with it. Well, we've been know. shooting them down. Like, for the last week, we've been shooting all kinds of UFOs down. Uh, are they, though? Yeah, no, dude. It's, get, that's getting, it's getting real weird. And it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know what's happening. You got, like, uh, but it is interesting to see. I mean, yeah. I mean, it really should be, you know, people don't have front, I don't know how much front page of newspaper, but, like, it should be. Is, I know everybody's talking about it, but it's like that's all we should be talking about. Man, I remember, uh, was it a year ago or so, a year and a half ago, the Pentagon comes out and says, yeah, we have, there's alien craft. Uh, it's not made on, on Earth. We, we're not sure where it's from. And, it, dude, I, 
it broke and it was early in the morning or the night after night uh, like midnight or whatever and i texted bob on the way in the studio and i was like dude this is going to be our whole show i mean this is so you have jfk who shot jfk is god real and aliens those are the three big things of yeah. humankind. And we got in and we started the, talking about the, it and you know, nobody cared. No one cared. <laughs> so we're like, okay. Let's At go. all. At all. It was crazy. It's almost like we're in the, we have so much stuff. Going. Yeah, it is so crazy that no one cares. It's almost like I think people just think, well, it's got to be something else, I guess. And like until, you know, like I guess they see an alien, like if an alien comes out. Hello, my like, baby. Hello, need, my darling. I don't know. I almost think. Yeah, yeah, we need that. We need an interview with an alien. I don't know that in, when it comes out. I don't. I don't know that I would believe that it's real. I don't. I don't, I I don't think, know if I believe this right now. I mean, we have so much tech that we can fake people out with. I don't know, man. Yeah, I know. yeah, that, I, yeah. So that deep fake stuff is wild. Oh, dude. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it is true. That's the thing. No one believes anything anymore, and so it's 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 uh, made it crazier. But I wonder if that makes people, you know, if you like, you don't believe anything. And that is true. Now they're saying though that we have UFOs. So now people are like, well, now I don't believe that. I know. You never when you. It's almost like that you can't say it. <laughs> they said it. Nate, Big and D actually. Well, the opposite. Yeah, right. Big D actually had a great take on it the other day. He said, you know, back in the 40s and 50s, it was like, oh no, these are UFOs. But we're going to tell you that they're weather balloons. Now we have weather balloons that they're saying are UFOs. I, I know. It's, it's flipped. It's completely flipped. Yeah, they yeah they'd rather it be UF, uh, UFOs and weather balloons. Yeah, uh, the new Amazon special is called Hello World. It is uh, out. It's on uh, Prime Video. If you haven't seen it, it's uh, all over the place. I open it up and you're just like, is it just mine or are you on? Is your face the front on everyone's Prime Video when they open it? It's on I, mine. Is it? Okay. I hope everyone. Okay, all right. Do I you have know, to pay uh, extra for I'll, that? I see, I, yeah, I see it on mine. Uh, so I hope it's everyone. Yeah. I think everybody. Is that weird? You That's open it. up your Amazon Prime. Mine specifically. I'm like, man, they're doing such a great job. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know, they're targeting oh, you. They're like, because it's my name. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Everyone, mine has me on it. It's through the roof just because they're like, hey, your name matches this guy's name, so we're going to shove this down. Uh, <laughs> comedian Nate Bergazzi, uh on the show. We are so excited because uh, this is interesting. You know, you've been doing Netflix for a long time. What is what? Explain the shift from taking your comedy from Netflix to Amazon. It was, you know, Amazon, uh, Netflix have changed my life. So uh, it was, it was just a change of uh, a big part too. Like I could own this special uh, at Amazon. I wanted to own it. Uh, you know, we don't really own all our our specials, and uh, so owning it was a big part. Amazon is making a big push into comedy, and. Uh, so, you know, they were going to get, uh, not that Netflix would have been behind it, but Amazon was making, you know, to kind of be the face of a new thing that them getting into the stand-up world. So that was a giant part of it, too. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, li- I like what Amazon's doing. I- I'm, a- I'm a big fan. I watch Amazon a lot. Uh, and so it was just a lot of that was the reason behind yeah. doing it. And uh, so it was, you know, it's a new place, and it's fun to be somewhere. I also think that you you nailed it right there. I didn't realize that you guys didn't own your Netflix special. So being able to own it after the contract is done, that it is yours and you can shop it around and put it anywhere, that is huge because you get this push and then you get money later if something ever renews with Amazon or Mm. if you go to another network with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was was crazy to, 
because uh, it's usually they send you, I mean, you see the cuts and edits or whatever, but then, uh, like, I have a copy of this now, like, and that's pretty, I've never had that. So it was like very, it was like very weird to be like, they're like, all right, here's the special, and you're like, oh. And I was able, like, when I was able to shoot it, like I, you know, we had the date, we had the place, we had, uh, you know, getting the cameras, like the all the crew that shot it, and uh, like all that stuff was set up really before we even knew where it was going. Oh wow! And so it was, it was nice to have the the control of it like that. Hey, do you know, uh, do you know, <laughs> do you know Patrick Thomas? Do you know Patrick Thomas? You know that name? That He's an up and coming comedian. Uh, I don't know if you know, but uh, uh, he opened for you once. Yeah, he opened up for you about six years at Zany's uh, Nashville, <laughs> uh, and here he is now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the name. You know, the oh name. yeah, right. Yeah, you know I'm gonna. Name. My name is huge. No. So uh, I, I like to tell people that I opened for you because oh we were doing God, this. You don't tell people I that. Do. Oh yeah. No, you no, don't. It's one of those things on. where we were on the same bill. One of those oh where they draw God. the names out of a hat as oh to what order Lord. you go in. Oh, and I came off stage yeah. and went into the green room, and Nate was there, and he was like, that wasn't bad. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you can, Nate never heard anything uh, you no, did. No, he didn't hear any of it. I was like, oh, great. Nate Brigetti is next. Yeah. No one's going to remember my set. And you know, you're right. They didn't. No one Here's didn't. Nate on Amazon Prime <laughs> streaming with a new special, and Patrick is on our show. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, man. Uh, Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, you're welcome. I do want to say I, I'm a huge fan of Phil Rosenthal and uh, Somebody Feed Phil. And the fact that you were on the episode with Phil, I was like totally fanboying. I'm like, Nate's so lucky. <laughs> what? Yeah, dude, he's the best. And that dude loves food. He will text like if I'm going somewhere, it's it's almost like I decide if I want it to be overwhelming or not, like to text him about where to eat. But he like want he's like, just tell me where you're going and I'll tell you where to go. <laughs> and he has uh, I mean he knows everywhere. A list uh I've eaten with him in LA. I mean every every time he eats it's uh it's a thought out thing. What is this like show? He knows where Somebody to go, feed and he loves it. I haven't seen it. Y'all have never seen it? Oh, it's uh -uh. fantastic. I, I, I got Phil. on that like in season one when nobody knew what it was, and I'm like, I'm the biggest like nerd. I love that he goes show. He eats and with celebrities? Yeah, and I just I love Phil because he just goes and travels to cool places, kind of doing like what uh, Bourdain used to do, yeah. except, I mean, this is the creator of Everybody Loves Raymond. And he's just the funny guy, quirky, yeah. and, and it's great. And like the two of you, it's interesting because you, it was like a very deep moment. I'm like, you know, Nate's like, I've never eaten here, and thank you for opening my eyes. That's pretty deep. <laughs> no, <laughs> <but> I, <laughs> what? God, Bubba, you're so weird. Well, no, it was like Nate was that like, was so I didn't, weird. But Nate was like, I would never eat here. I would uh, never ever in my life eat here. Oh my god, Nate, uh, I'm sorry. Nate, I'm sorry. You can't, I'm sorry you had to come on our show. Look, that's as deep as I get. Yeah, that's pretty good. I've never been here before. Wow, Nate, you really opened up. There was a moment there. Trust me. It is. It's on Prime Video now. It's called Hello World. Nate, thank you so much. We appreciate it, and we'll see. Absolutely. Yeah. See you around town. Thanks, Patrick. I'll see you at Zany's. There you go. Yeah, I can't, can't wait to see Let that. Let me know if you ever need me to open for you yeah. again. I'm there, buddy. He's, he'll be there taking people's <laughs> tickets. <All right. laughs> okay, we'll see you, man. Bye. Hey, Brigazzi, y'all. That's right.